Welcome to Whitechapel Church Online. You're currently listening to preaching from our Sunday services. We believe that when the preaching happens, that collectively we're hearing the Word of God, and that God's Word has the power to change who we are. We also believe that God can meet you right where you're at, and that He has a Word specifically for you. We hope that you enjoy today's sermon, and we would love to have you at an in-person service. Head over to whitechapelchurch.com to get more info. Enjoy the sermon, and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, now that's all right, too, but, but let's give God some praise. Let's give the Lord some praise. He's worthy to be praised. I said he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are glad to be in the house? How many, how many of you are glad to be in God's house today? Amen. On this Labor Day Sunday, there is a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. And we're going to continue our preachment in Colossians. And we're going to do that third chapter of Colossians. Is that all right? Amen. The third chapter of Colossians. You know, uh, listening to Pastor last Sunday and uh, how he just belittled fishing. Oh, boy, boy, boy. The only thing that, that, that really, uh, you know, I, I really could relate with on the fishing part was of using the different lures and baits. A amen? Amen. He did know something about that. But I thank him, amen, I thank him each and every time and how he brings the word of God and Pastor Gary, how he brings the word of God. And this morning, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm looking at Pastor Gary because he and I had talked once and we were talking about our dress. We had a, you know, slight conversation about what we wear, a, a, amen. You, and uh, uh, he said, oh no, said, I'm not putting no suit on. I'm, I'm going to wear, you know, have on my, my cowboy boots, jeans or whatever. A amen? Ah, boy, I, I said, okay, okay, sir. Then in talking with pastor, pastor said, well, you know, I'm not used to, you know, I'm used to wearing a suit. But Lisa, you know, I wear a shirt and tie. A amen? And lo and behold, I see Brother Frank this morning. He don't have a suit on. Now, I didn't ask any of them if was it all right to say any of this. Amen. Okay. But I prayed about it. So, and looking at our scripture text this morning, and going with this third chapter once again, uh, we're staying in the book of Colossians, and we find here uh, the Apostle Paul. Okay. We don't know whether he was in prison or where when he did this, uh, this particular letter. Uh, but we do know he was in Ephesus, 100 miles away from Colossus. And what was going on in Colossus was that the people were still being infiltrated with other teachings. And you know, that happens a lot. Amen? For the enemy will, will try his best to come in and mix something else with God's word. God's word is true and is truth. A amen? Amen. So this third chapter... Oh, Colossians, we're, we're going to look here, if y'all go with me, on the third chapter of Colossians. 
And it says, and, and this morning, I, I'm old school, so I'm reading from the New King James Version. Is that all right? Okay, I'm old school. Don't get me wrong. I like the NIV because I'm going to interchange some words, amen, that the NIV uses. But I, I'm, I'm old school. Not that I'm old. I just said I'm old school. Oh, help me this morning, Lord. And it reads, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put on, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, nor free, but Christ is all in all. Amen. So here we have the word of God given to us here. And what he's trying to do here is just remind us, and that's sometimes what we have to be reminded. We have to be reminded who we are in Christ Jesus sometimes. Sometimes we forget, amen, that we have been born again. Sometimes we just have to sit down and, and, and just look back and see where God has brought us from. Am I right about it? So here we find that, that in these few verses here, we're going to find if we are who we say we are in Christ Jesus, our hearts are going to be radically infected. And then there will be a, a super affection for God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he gives us these things because of these things that, that these things are, we find that are, are in the world today the world in which we live, amen? And, and I know, I know, I know, uh, anybody in here uh, like designer clothes? Well, if it's everybody, everybody lying, I just said, we talk about lying now. How many of you have some designer clothes? Oh, I got a few more hands. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, in coming here, when I moved here, I, I had to also make some changes, amen? Because I'm used to some Italian shoes. I'm used to, uh, you know, some Stacey Adams, and, and, and I'm used to some different type of, you know, dress wear as far as suits, amen? But I had to learn how to wear some, uh, what's it, Tommy Bahama? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me here. 
uh, I had to even learn to wear some softy dog. Uh, and, and one of my, uh, I got my family here this morning, so one of them helped me with some shoes, some Yeezys. Don't ask me what it is, okay. Then there are the Crocs, a amen? Yeah, there's some Crocs, but see, I like to wear crocodile shoes. Oh boy, y'all a little slow this morning, wake on up, amen? So, so there were some things that, that you know, moving here, I had to make some adjustments to. I had to make some, some changes with, amen? It didn't change who I am in Christ Jesus, but it was also befitting for the weather and the climate that I'm in. Come on, somebody. A -a Amen? Amen. So, so let's go on here. Let me finish reading the rest of these scriptures, and we'll get into this preachment this morning. Amen? Beginning with the 12th verse, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on. Uh, the NIV says, clothe yourself in tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. Amen? Are y'all with me this morning? Come on. When you were called and you were in one body. So therefore, we're unified in one body today. The body of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Amen? And be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So here we are today. Jesus was a radical. I'll say that again. Jesus was a radical. Amen. Amen. So therefore, when we accepted Christ, there has been some radicalness imputed within us. But for him, but for him, we're not ashamed of the cross. We're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. For it was his blood that was shed for all of us. Am I right about it? So, okay, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, you know, you, you've been baptized now, and you went down in that old liquid grave, and when you came up out of that liquid grave, uh, your sins were symbolically washed off of you. Am I right about it? I said symbolically washed off of you. When you rose up, the dove flew on your shoulder, and now you're filled with the Holy Ghost if you ask for it. Sometimes we don't ask for things. I said, sometimes we don't ask God for things. So, so here we are this morning, and the preachment this morning is about designer clothes. Designer clothes. You see, because why? The fashion industry, church, makes a fortune, fortune off of us every year. A fortune. Whether it's not for us personally, but if you got children and grandchildren, they got to wear what's happening today. 
Are y'all going to talk to me here this morning? Because every year, the style is changing. Every year. Because I have found some suits that I got rid of are back in style again. So somebody is walking in style. And yes, yes, it bothers me. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, because my wife will tell you, I, I'm one of those, you know, it's just hard letting go of some things. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Amen? And it doesn't matter what price you paid for your clothing, your suits and your dresses, if the color's not right, or the hemline is too long, church, or the lapels are too wide, and, or the tie's just too thin, but you notice I don't even wear ties anymore, at least got out of that. You find all of that is out. And we'll go right back to the mall and try to get something, amen, according to the day and the time. Am I right about it? Don't lie to me now. Am I right about it? Because why? So we can just be in style. If it's just a little bit, we just want to be in style. So I'm encouraging this morning the church. I, I'm encouraging the church this morning. Uh, we're going to sponsor something here. We're going to sponsor a new designer mall. Mm, get quiet on me. And you don't want to miss this church for two things. It's free, and the clothes will last you a lifetime. Oh, boy. Mm. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me give you then the trip's itinerary. Because whenever you go somewhere on a trip or whatever, and you planned it, and uh, you made your reservations, you, you often, you should have an itinerary. Am I right about it? Because if you don't, it'll be such a boring trip. I'll talk to me here this morning. So here we are, we're going shopping together today. But it's not to fill your clothes closet. We're going shopping today to fill your spiritual closet. Mm. Yeah. We're going to spill, fill our spiritual closet so your style <laughs> will stay intact. We're going to fill ourselves with the designer's garments this morning. Because the, de the designer has designed some garments that will never wear out. You can put them on day after day, Sunday after Sunday. Nobody will look at you to say, didn't you have it on last Sunday? I sure did. Oh, help me. Oh, help me this morning. Now, now, this designer, you have to understand something. The designer here, he never changes. And his promotional tag goes like this, I am the Lord thy God, I change not. That's his promotional tag. That sounds like a good one to me. Amen? There are no bags that you got to carry on this trip. Because I know when you go on trips sometimes, you got a whole lot of bags. Ladies, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Gentlemen, I know we can't get nothing. I understand that. But, but ladies, you come back. You know, after you say, I'm not going to get much, but come back on the trip with a whole lot of bags. 
with the bags that you took with you. Come on, somebody. Because everything that we're going to purchase, we're going to put on. Are y'all with me this morning? Come on. Now, if you're a little hesitant, some of you might be, to take this trip this morning with us, let me tell you that you have been elected according to the scripture. Every one of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, you have been elected by him. That's why you're here this morning, because why? You are elected by him. You're not just here just to be here to hear some music. You have been elected by God. And each and every Sunday or whenever the church doors open, the community groups that you, because you have been elected by God and you want to be a part of the trip. Ah, boy, boy, boy. So if you're hesitant to go with us this morning, uh, our first stop, I want you to know, ladies, is going to take you to the spa. Because we have some out of shape bodies. So therefore, we have to be prepared here to receive the designer's makeover. And I know, ladies, you like makeovers. At the spa, we're going to strip off the clothing of this old lifestyle. Come on, follow me here. For the garments that we have of this old lifestyle, they're unbecoming of your new life in Jesus Christ. You got to still take off some stuff. Some of us think we already arrived, but we haven't arrived there yet. You are the elect of God according to God's word. You are the person's church whom, whom God has chosen to be his holy and beloved people. We have been elected to be holy. Hagios is the word here for holiness. God called believers, us, out of the world and away from that old life that it offered. I'm talking about that old life of sin and death. He called us, church, believers to be separated and to be set apart unto himself. And this new life that he offers, church, is a new life of righteousness as well as eternity. We have been elected to be the beloved of God. Is anybody hearing me this morning? So there are some garments. I just named some. But I'm going on to the new garments. We put aside that old garment. So we're going to talk about these new garments. We put on the garment of mercy. Mercy means compassion and tenderheartedness. You see, the designer here, he has shown so much mercy toward us. We can't help but give mercy to somebody else. Oh, y'all getting quiet this morning. Compassion and pity, church, should throw within our hearts like a flood for those that are lost, those that are orphaned, those that are homeless, those that are alcoholics, those that are drug addicted, those that are prostitutes, those that just don't know where they're going. So our hearts ought to be flooded with this thing called mercy because we have hungry people, we have aged people, we have depressed people. Pastor just 
in his prayer included all of this and we got sick people. We have people who are going through different things within their life because they've lost loved ones. We ought to have some mercy within our lives. And the point is that the believer doesn't have a right to overlook those that are in the world. Because why? You're a new man. And even though you may not be of the world, you're going to live in this world. So you can't just walk past somebody like it doesn't mean anything to you or doesn't affect you anymore. Because the same God that saved you through his son Jesus Christ is the same God somebody needs to hear about. You just can't keep this mercy in the church house. We enter to worship but depart to serve. You just can't keep it to yourself. Because why? God so freely gave it to you. So now you're a new man. And part of the clothing of the new man is this garment mercy. But he doesn't stop there. Because why? He says put on or clothe yourself in the garment of kindness. You see, there's no room in this new closet for bitterness or strife. There's no room in the closet. Amen? Because see, the designer wants us to reflect his nature and not our own. And sometimes we come out again. Amen? Y'all didn't get that. I said sometimes we come out again in the grocery store, in the parking lot. Uh, sometimes we come out even in the church. Huh? Yeah, the, the, the old self that you already laid to rest, sometimes it comes out. Am I right about it? You let somebody grab the donut you wanted. <laughs> let somebody get the last cup of coffee that you were looking to get. Uh, that old you might not say nothing, but that old you may try to raise up an eye even though you put him to sleep, laid him down to rest. But maybe that old eyebrow may rise up on one side of your face. Huh. Oh, y'all heard me? Y'all hear me? So then we got to put on the garment of kindness. You see, uh, after kindness, uh, comes a garment of humility. Now this garment is trimmed down in the lowness of mind because wearing this particular garment, church, we're going to put an end to all strife within the church. Humility. Because there's not going to be any jealousy in us. There won't be any envy in us, no covetousness in us, no desire for recognition or no cliques. Because this garment is like a uniform. It makes us all one. You know, that's the reason why some schools go to uniforms because kids were coming in with, with all kinds of designer clothes and some kids just couldn't afford to buy them. Am I right about it? So then what do they do? They go to a uniform. So why? So we all can look just alike. Now, the only difference is 
We may not be a light within where we live, our skin, things of that nature. But because uniformity, we're dressed alike, then we do look alike. But then that humility makes us different from everybody else. There's no more disunity or divisiveness in the church. Because when you put on the garment of humility, the Bible says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. But then he goes on and says about, put on the garment of meekness. Now meekness is the one that makes us gentle, even though we might've been in the Marines but it'll make us, mm, it'll make us gentle, tender, humble, mild and considerate and yet deliberate because this particular garment is made up of strong fabric and it has the strength to control and discipline but at the right time. It's, it's not a cowardly garment because, see, we look at meekness sometimes as being a coward. But, but it's not being a coward because it, it allows us to bow in meekness. And it's a garment that loves people and loves peace among the people. It's the garment that most missionaries love because it doesn't mind associating with the poor and the lowly. Don't make no difference where you came from, who your mom and daddy was. I can hang with you. You may not dress like me, but I can shake your hand and give you a hug. Because why? The love of Christ is within me. Amen? And there's meekness now and humility within me. And if these things are in my spirit, it's going to come out of me. Not just on a Sunday morning. But every day of my life to be the same as God recreated me to be. Ah, oh boy. Meekness has a strong state of mind and it looks at situations and it wants justice and it wants right to be done. Because if someone is suffering, meekness steps in and does what it can to try to help somebody. Evil is being done here. Meekness does not uh, want to stop and not correct the situation. Meekness has to stop and correct the situation. How many times you walk past the situation and the first thing you say, well, it's not about me and not about my children, so you just keep on walking. Because why? I, I just don't want to get in it. But yet you're still in it. So we're going to be like the Good Samaritan part, huh? We just walk right past it. Meekness does have self-control. But then we go on to the garment of long-suffering and patience. This garment here has a thread, church, of perseverance that's woven into it. It's a steadfast and enduring garment. A garment of long-suffering 
never gives in. Have I got some long-suffering folk in the house today? I said, have I got some long-suffering folk in the house today? When I ask you a question, I don't look for one or two hands to raise up because if you're a child of the Most High, you've been born again. Everybody's hand ought to be going up sometimes. This is about all of us. We worship together. Then we ought to be clothed together. Long suffering is never broken, regardless of what comes at it. Hard work might fall up on us, but it never breaks us. Come on, somebody. I don't care if it's disease. I don't care if it's accident or whatever. It may come and may afflict us, but because we got long suffering, we'll hold on to God's unchanging hand. You may talk about me, you may slander me, you may injure me verbally or physically, but because God has given me long suffering, you won't get that type of retaliation. I'm going to love you like Christ loves me. Long suffering don't strike back. And common sense tells us that a person who's attacked by others could strike back. We could retaliate, but the Christian believer is given the power of long suffering, the power of church to suffer for a long, long time. Is anybody in here, somebody's had done something to you, but you never retaliated and gone back, but you prayed for that individual? Is there anybody in here ever gone through something like that? That's long suffering. Then he gives us the garment of forbearance. Well, I'm about through. This garment will bind us tightly to God's spirit so that we can hold back and stay in control. Yeah. Yeah, God gives us this. So, you know, uh, don't come with that. You know, the devil made me do it. Devil didn't make you do anything that you didn't already huh, want to do. He's given us the garment of forbearance. Because it tightly puts us together with God's spirit so we can stay in control. And there's so many things that people in life have to forbear. I mean, we put up with a great deal of things. Am I right about it? Because there's all kind of peculiarities all around us that we have to deal with. Some are wrong or irritating behavior. Some have bad habits. Some failures and things in life. But we have forbearance. The Bible says forbearing one another, Colossians 3.13, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also ye do. You got to do the same thing. Forgive as Jesus has forgiven you. Now we got to put on the garment of forgiveness. This garment makes us gracious. This garment empowers us with the ability to pardon somebody who's wronged us. Have you ever forgave somebody that has wronged you? Okay, that's five people. No matter what they have done, you are able to forgive them no matter what. 
This is a spirit of forgiveness. And it's a piece of the clothing of the garment that God through Christ wants to give us. You know, and I said he's given us some garments that we can put on and it stays on. You don't go home and take it off at midnight and the phone rings five after 12. And you pick the phone up, but you took off this garment and somebody calls you in the wee hour of the morning or night and asks for some help. And the first thing you say, uh, just call me in the morning. Well, it's in the morning. It's after midnight. This person needs some help right now. Are you able to forgive that phone call? Even if you have to get up out of your bed and go to the aid of that person. We must be so clothed, church, with the spirit of forgiveness that there's no difference or quarrel that can shake us. Nothing can shake us. Because what? Christ has forgiven us. Amen? And that's all we got to do is just look back and think about what Christ did at a place called Calvary. Amen? But then lastly, this last garment brings it all together to help and make, make it fit tailor-made just for you. And that's the garment of love. You see, the Bible says that the garment of love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And whatever other garments leave exposed, this garment of love is going to cover it. Where, where, wherever you show it at in life, the garment of love is going to cover it. That's because love covers a multitude of sins, according to God's word. Because love is kind, is courteous, good, helpful, useful, and giving. Love does not resent evil. It does not revel in hurt and neglect. Love reaches out in kindness and helpfulness in giving and in showering favors upon the person who rejects it, neglects it, or hurts us with it. It's love, church, that holds us all together. It's the love of what Christ has done for all of us that keeps us coming Sunday after Sunday. Because why? I couldn't save myself. I had to reach out and find that there is somebody who could bring me up out of that monkey miry clay by the name of Jesus. And I don't know about you this morning, but aren't you glad this morning that God sent his only begotten son for us in the situation that we were in because why? We were a bunch of ragtag looking individuals, but now God through his mercy and grace has clothed us in some garments that now that we can stand up Stand when winds blow, we might bend, but we stand. Waters might rise, but we stand on what? On a rock that is a solid foundation. Is there anybody in God's house? Love the Lord this morning. Say yes. So, whatever you come in here with. Holes in your shoes, in your shirt, might not have been able to get to some running water. 
that's all right. Because God got living water. Ah, that'll wash you from head to toe. And regardless of what your haters might say or might be thinking, that lets you know ah, they haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb. So I'm happy this morning every time that I have an opportunity to come in God's house, that God has allowed me to take off these old clothes. He's helped me to take off these old clothes because some of them old clothes I, I couldn't take off by myself. I had to have some help to get them old clothes off. But I thank God he didn't leave me naked. He didn't just leave me standing there. He had some more clothes for me to put on. And when I stepped in those clothes, it's not about me. It's his clothing. It's all his clothing. Yeah, I know you got the helm of salvation and all of that. Those clothes. Shield of faith. I know you got those. Yeah. But these are internal. These are internal. Dealing with the heart. Yeah. God wants to deal with your heart this morning. He wants to clothe your heart with the right wear. With the right wear. Amen. And that's the reason why when he went down and said he didn't care about the Greek nor the Jew, it don't make no difference who you are. <laughs> We're all included in the pot. huh? It doesn't make any difference. Because why? If you are willing to accept Christ in your life and believe, he was raised from the dead he wants to give you salvation he wants to give you salvation and you know what something stirs in my spirit sometimes that you know huh, is everybody saved that's in here you just answer for yourself is everybody saved in this house it is Everybody saved in this house. Oh, I know I'm stepping. I know I'm stepping. I know there's some ouches. But do you know that you know you know that if Christ comes back today, just because he finds you in the house doesn't mean anything. Because why? Satan is in the house too. Is everybody in the house sure about your soul salvation. Are you sure about it? I don't want no maybes. I hope so. I did this before at the church that I pastored and that's what I got. And that church was a hundred and some years old. And folk wasn't certain, wasn't sure. But I want you to be sure, church. I want you to put these garments on and keep them on. Wrestle with this thing. Wrestle with it. It's okay to wrestle with this. But hold your hand up when you're ready to tap out. And just say, God, I need you. <laughs> God, I need you. I, I can't do this by myself. Come, Lord Jesus. Occupy the throne of my heart. I can't do this by myself. So here we are this morning, church, gathered together in his name, his name, which is above every name and which every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. 
Is there anybody here today? Not certain, not sure, some doubt, whatever. I want you to be sure today. Don't leave out of here. Pastor Mike, Pastor Gary, other ministers here. I want you to be sure today about your salvation. Time's winding down. I believe Jesus is on his way back. We look around. Just look around us. Look around us. So while the blood is still running warm in our veins and we have time to correct some things and get some things together, get it right, don't leave out of here today. Don't leave out of here today. Because when I prayed last Sunday, you know, uh, our response, the pastor gives an invitation, our response is the altar. Even if you come, yes, I'm saved, but I'm going to rededicate and recommit my life to Jesus Christ. I can do more. I'm not doing what I could do. That's why you have these altars. And if no more to come and say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. That's why you have these altars. Lord, I just got to come and just say thank you. I'm just coming up here to say thank you. I'm saved. I believe. Been baptized. Filled with the Holy Ghost. But I just come to say thank you. Thank you. Because you didn't have to do it. I'm just coming to say thank you. So I'm glad that Jesus went to a place called Calvary for a sinner like you and me. I'm so glad that when he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he said, this is finished and gave up the ghost. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he didn't stay where they thought he was going to stay in that borrowed tomb. And when he arose and got up, he got up with all power. I'm so glad this morning, but I'm even gladder that he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a comforter. And that comforter is the Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad that you got a comforter in times of trial, in times of hurt, in times of suffering, in times of pain, in times of loneliness, that I've got a comforter inside of me? <laughs> Aren't you glad? He didn't forget about us. Yeah. Thanks for joining us at Whitechapel Church Online. We pray that today's sermon blessed you and that you'll continue to join us as we lean into God's Word together. Until next time, have a great week.